Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, what is going on? Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. Once again, before we get to the OTC Player of the Week, friendly reminder to let our listeners know that the annual Canada Cup International Softball Tournament in Surrey, BC is looking for more youth gold teams in the U19 and U17 categories. The tournament runs from July 10th to the 16th at the world-class facility Softball City. Currently, there are over 90 teams competing between five divisions. There will be over 10 international teams competing in the women's division, as well as a few junior national teams in the U19 division. This tournament offers great exposure to athletes, to college coaches, and to national team coaching staff. This is a tournament you won't want to miss. Visit CanadaCup.com to learn more and submit your application today. Or reach out via Instagram, where their handle is at CanadaCupSoftball, if you have any questions. Get in quick on this one. It's shaping up to be a beauty out there on the west coast of Canada, and Softball City will be the place to be. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from Florida as Northwest Florida State commit Mallory Baker of the Pace High Lady Patriots takes home the weekly honors. Mallory went 3-0 in the circle with a 0.00 ERA in 19 innings. She had 28 strikeouts, gave up 7 hits, and only walked one batter. Awesome job, Mallory. Best of luck the rest of the season. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with the owner and founder of DK Softball and current member of the U23 Canadian Men's National Team, Dallas Kipfer. Dallas is one of those up-and-coming talents here in Canada that is not only showing his talents on the field, but also giving back in a big way by training other athletes in the game as well with his DK Softball. On the field, Dallas is a two-time national champ, winning midget in 2017 and junior in 2021. At those 2017 midget nats, he was top batter and all-star third base. Last season, he was an all-Canadian competing at the junior nats in Carp, Ontario with Owen Sound, where he captured a silver medal. He's now gearing up to represent Canada down in Argentina in April at the U23 WBSC Men's World Cup. We're going to talk to Dallas about getting a start in the game, representing Canada at the Junior Worlds in 2018 on home soil, starting DK softball, expectations for Team Canada down in Argentina, and much, much more. Dallas was an absolute beauty to chat with. Not only am I excited to see what's in store on the field for him, but also with the athlete development side of things as well. With that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. Could you say that anything goes, 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 anything goes,
Obi. Hey, Framer. You're not across from me. <laughs> no, I'm in the confines of my home. I'm not feeling the best. I didn't want to bring my cold with me to your place. Yeah. Well, appreciate it. But I mean. No, no, no worries. I wish I could be there. But at the same time, I, uh, I'm going away on Sunday. Yeah. I got to try to fight off this. uh I'm going to drink a pile of rum and just go to bed and <laughs> <laughs> try to take this cold off. <laughs> no doubt. So you're, yeah. uh, you're heading down to Jamaica? Yeah. Nice. Yep, there's six of us going. We're leaving uh, six o'clock Sunday morning for a week in Runaway Bay. I'm really looking forward to it. Time change. I'll be donning my uh, outside the shoes hat. Yes. There. Yes. That's right, too. Also my Coldstream hat. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Like yeah, you, you were saying, you were saying there earlier, but the, you know, you guys, you take off at six time change happening. You're, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, hopefully so that's two things. I haven't had a cold all winter. <laughs> I've been great. I haven't been sick. And I get it. Now I get a cold on Wednesday, Thursday. I got a cold Tuesday before we go away. And the time changes yeah. Sunday morning at two o'clock and our flight's at six. We had to be there for three. I thought we were going to leave, you know, whatever. It only takes 15 minutes to get there, but you know, we have to, Push another hour ahead here. So. <laughs> anyway, I probably won't sleep regardless. Yeah, yeah. Then you get yeah, down there. The uh, the alcohol will take over and the cold will be gone. Oh yeah, I probably won't drink while I'm there. But yeah, no, right. definitely not. Yeah, really looking forward. The temperatures have been like 27, 28 degrees out there. So ah, oh, fuck, that's It'll awesome. be a good time. That's awesome. I won't. I won't be thinking about you while I'm going. All right, yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So, uh, hey, did you see uh, the Niger Stompers that, roster? That's just what I was about to bring up, man. Do they have 16 pitchers on the team? <laughs> Holy crap. I know. I saw it that. It seemed like the list went on forever. Uh, I'm uh, looking at it right now, and I mean, you got Waymo there. You got uh, Merton Gonzalez, Kyle Linton, Jordan Graham, Marshall Cronk, and Ryan French. Like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I can... That's a lot. That's a lot of pitchers. And you got... Yeah, they got a nice squad, though. Oh. Looking, uh, Team. Great looking team. It'll be an interesting summer in the IC circuit for sure. There's some, well, some heavy, heavy teams. And that's another thing that the uh, software premier put out today that uh, Yusuke uh, Morita from the Japanese team is coming over. Like, that's unheard of for a Japanese guy to come over and play in the IC circuit. Now, I wonder if he'd be the first. Uh, I can't recall any other Japanese that's guy fine. coming over. Blair, Seffert, I know you're listening. Let us know. Yeah, <laughs> That's I pretty mean, amazing. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, if that's, you know, that, hey, if he comes over, loves it and everything, that could be great for the ISC circuit and getting, oh, getting sure. a few more uh, Japanese guys over. Absolutely, man. Yes, 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 yes. Um, what else are we, we going to talk? Oh, our Yeti draw. We have a Yeti draw. People. Yes, get, we got to sell this. some tickets, man. Yes. We got to sell some more tickets. So, that, oh, that's one thing I want to talk about. So, Matt uh, had sent our... Uh, hotel itinerary or whatever or hotel accommodations that we could stay at for, in Surrey mm-hmm. for nationals this summer. So I went on, I don't know if you did or not, but I went on the cheapest hotel is $265 a night. Yeah. So that's going to equate to about $21,000 for hotels alone. When we go to nationals, that's a big chunk of change right there. That's a huge chunk. So we need to sell a whole bunch of Yeti tickets. We need to sell a lot of tickets to get to BC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I am looking forward to it. Big time, and it's up to the guys to sell, obviously. But, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very expensive. Yeah. We looked at it some Airbnbs too, but it's just that wouldn't accommodate enough guys, and we'd be wanting to fight each other by the end of the week. Yeah, true enough. Right. Yeah, it's hard enough in a hotel room. Yeah, <laughs> but I think things aren't cheap out in the West Coast. I mean, no, no, not cost of living is just crazy out there. But uh, yeah, I sure am looking forward to it. I haven't been to BC to play ball since 1987. 
Holy shit, man. What's, yeah. What's a, I played at the Midget Nationals in Port Alberni, BC, 1987. Well, it's a ways off, but uh, yeah. it'd be good to get back there. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Also, my wife's family, uh, she has an uncle, aunt and uncle that live in Surrey, or White, White Rock, I think it is. Oh, really? And her cousin Leon lives uh, close by, too. Nice. Leon was, uh, he was in the Blue Jays organization. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So they, uh, they're going to pop in to see the national. Oh, gosh, yes. oh awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Chatting back and forth. Excellent. 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 And we have our, uh, the skills, uh, coming up for the kids. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Starts April 2nd. We get eight weeks of skills, um, in the dome this time, which is great. So they have some grass surface to play. Yes. On. That'll be way better. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Getting minor ball on the go. So, I'm actually, uh, my son and I, Jacob, we decided we're going to coach a, a minor ball team this summer too. Oh, nice. What age? Yeah, well, Don't know. Take something else on. Uh, yeah, you 11 because my nephew plays on the team. Oh, uh, Leo? Yeah, Leo. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So we're gonna, Jake and I are going to coach with my brother-in-law, Chris. And Excellent. Yeah, Joel will have another U11 team, so we'll be in the, both out of the same organization, of course, but yeah. Uh, Really looking forward to it and helping develop those kids. Nothing like going head to head with Izzy and getting that rivalry going, huh? <laughs> this whole thing's about those kids making Canada games in a couple of years. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh freak! Keep them playing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Right on. Speaking with the kids, got a good guest coming on here. Uh, yes, absolutely. Dallas Kiffer, man, I I sent yeah. you that video today to check out. Uh, amazing, man. He uh, he He's comes. Going on. Man, does he ever? Does he yeah. ever? I like. I went on. I I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole with the, on his uh, Instagram page, watching the videos. Not only, uh, you know, he comes across as such an amazing instructor. Like, and yeah. and I said to you, not only that, he's twenty three years of age. Like, I know it's amazing. Like, very man. very mature. Yeah, very well spoken. Yeah, nice yeah. to see. We need more of those guys. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And and not only that, I mean, the motivational stuff that he has on his page as well and i mean he also works with the with the girls and and all that so i mean man he's his you know his not only is his future bright for the game himself personally but you know off the field as well helping others helping others as well so man that's yeah can't wait to uh talk to him about that and see see exactly how that all started because i mean you know i mean that's going to be a process getting your own you know school going <laughs> really absolutely yeah make sure you say hi to him for me i 100 percent will <laughs> i guarantee you, he's gonna be like where the hell is opiate <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. anyway well uh i i wish you were here sitting across from me to uh to chat with him but uh anyway yeah sorry this is what it is I called you Randy because I felt so bad. <laughs> I know. You sent that text. I'm like, Randy, what the hell? Yeah, okay, Chris. <laughs> I was like, okay, Chris. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. All right, buddy. All I'm right, going well, to. have a good one. And uh, I'll talk to you in a week. Okay. I'm going to get to Dallas right now. Okay, buddy. Have a good one. All right. We are happy to have on with us today, owner and founder of DK Softball and current member of the U23 men's Canadian national team, Dallas Kipfer. Dallas, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, pal. Thanks for having me. How's things going up in Kitchener? Uh, it's it's not too bad. Uh, weather's been weird the last couple of weeks here. It's really got about 
I want to say 45 centimeters in the snow over the last week, and now it's four degrees. So just like it's been for you guys out there. Yeah, which it's been ridiculous. This winter's been. I can't even put a finger on it. It's just stupid. I mean, one day there we had uh, what was it like minus 40, and then friggin' a week later it's plus 15. It's like what the hell is going on here? Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been hard to kind of call it a winter. It's yeah, been, uh, it's been a weird one. Yeah, we've lucked out though with the snow. We really haven't had much snow. Like I think the most we had one downfall was maybe 30 centimeters, but I mean you, you just got 45. So yeah, ours has been it's it's really warm for about two weeks, and then we get four feet of snow, and then it gets warm for two weeks, and then we get four feet of snow. It's been kind of been doing that down here. Right on, right on. So aside from the weather, how's the how's the winter been going for you? It's been good, man. It's been it's been really busy. Had uh had some changes happen and um been going with the flow and yeah, man, it's been it's been busy, but it's a uh, it's an exciting last couple months. Right, like when you say changes, what what are you talking? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, just been just had some some work changes and some life changes that kind of came okay. out of the blue and um just kind of facing um face on and yeah uh, it's kind of it's worked out really well right on so i mean uh so besides your soft dk softball what do you, do you have your uh, like obviously another job that uh, that you do yeah that's so that's one of those changes um i did i was a i was a framer for a bunch of years i've been a, an apprentice carpenter the last couple of years but, okay yeah. uh, i've had a uh, some body issues and a couple of injuries that have kind of taken me out of that um, but it's turned, you know, my, my skills development company, it kind of blew up ever since then. So, you know, it was, it was rough for, for two, three months there. I didn't really know what to, to do yeah. with my life, but it's, uh, everything happens for a reason. I'm kind of happy where I am now. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's jump into DK softball here for a second. How did, uh, how'd that all start anyway? Um, I worked at a, at a facility in Kitchener called Playball Academy. Um, it, unfortunately closed during covid but um i I worked there ever since i was about 15 um so i was around that kind of um atmosphere and those intelligent ball minds for a while and um had some really good role models that were really into into the skill development of, of younger athletes and um when i got home from australia actually it was right it was right between um getting home and when covid started i got I guess you could call it a, a promotion as they were giving me the director of softball development title. Um, so I just, you know what, let's, let's start an Instagram account just so we can kind of get that ball rolling and all that kind of stuff. And then obviously COVID happened. And um, I had a pretty big following from, from Playball. I had a, I had a lot of clients mm-hmm. um, and it, it kind of carried over. And then once, once COVID was over, I had, you know, one person reach out and then two or three. And then all of a sudden I was, you know, when I was doing my carpentry job, I'd be working from seven till five, and then I'd be at the facility from five thirty till ten thirty, basically every day. It kind of exploded. Oh. Um, it's doubled since then. So, wow, that's freaking fantastic, man! That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, like you know, I I hope you and I discussed this in the intro. Like I, I sent him like a couple of your videos from your Instagram account, you know, doing your, your videos, instruction videos and whatnot. And our, our first thing was like, you know, here you are 22, 23 years of age and you come across as a better instructor than, than a lot of 40 to 50 year old guys. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's saying a lot. And, and I just love everything about 
your Instagram account, the motivation videos, everything about it. And uh, so I'm just props to you, man. It's awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, I give a lot of credit to, to the people that, you know, I was surrounded by. Um, I was, I was a, a sponge around those people and I'm sure I was really annoying a lot of the times asking a whole lack of questions, but you know, that's really the only way you get, you know, become a master of something. And mm. um, yeah, it's been, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. Like I said, it's, I've come a long way and some, I'm, I'm proud of where I am. Awesome. I should be. Sorry. Are you working with uh, what age groups, like all age groups? Yeah. I mean, I, the youngest I, I work with right now would be uh, 12. And then I even work with, with adults. So boys, girls from all, all ages. Nice. Nice. So a few of the, a few of the girls that you have in the videos there, are they, uh, are, are they like girls that are, you know, seeking to play down the States NCAA? Absolutely. Yeah. There's, I got, I work with, I would say around 10 to 12 that have all the tools and all the potential in the world to be signing some, some D one scholarships in their future. So that's awesome. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's exciting on my end because, you know, I know what this sport can, can do, can do for people's lives. And, mm. um, I know I take a lot of pride in kind of, you know, trying to bring them down the right path because, you know, I know what they want and I just, you know, try to reinsure, you know, the work that's needed and I want them, you know, really happy when they sign that piece of paper. So it's, uh, yeah, no, I got some, there's some high level athletes that, uh, I'm, I have the pleasure of working with. Excellent. It's gotta be rewarding for you, man. It, I say it a lot and sometimes it's called controversial, but I, sometimes I get more, more, more pride and happiness out of getting those texts in the middle, in the middle of summer saying, you know, I just hit my first home run or I just batted 700 on the weekend rather than, you know, me doing well. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just, when I've been an athlete for so long playing at a high level and, you know, that's my expectation of, of, of myself to do that. Um, but when I, you know, can instill that in other people and they, you know, take it, take it for, they don't take it for granted and they, they kill it. it I don't know, man. I, it, you, I, it, I struggle finding words sometimes, honestly, because mm. it, it does mean a lot coming from, especially on their kids, right? Their, their parents trust me to take care of their kids. So, you know, it, it means a lot the world to me when, when they do well. No doubt. No doubt. Well, now that we're seven minutes in the podcast, let's do quick pitches. You know, I usually start this off with, but uh, <laughs> let's get to her. I, I know you know what quick pitches is. I'm going to throw some questions to you and uh, hey, answer them as best you can. Let's do it. All right. If you had to live off one meal for a week, what is it? See, your answer is just so right. Like burritos just makes so much sense. Yes. It just does. Like it, the, you can do whatever you want with it. Mm -hmm. But my favorite meal is, is, is chicken wings. Yeah. You can't go wrong with so, I agree, man. Like, <laughs> but three, three times a day for seven days. Nah, see, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. That'd be tough. That'd but I'm going to, my, my real answer is burritos. My wannabe answer is chicken wings. Okay. Yep. No, I'm with you. I, I, I can totally <laughs> agree on that for sure. Um, Best advice you like giving to one of your students? Be a sponge. Yes. Yeah. Hey. That's a big one. That is a big one. Yeah, you you live by it. I say it all the Yeah, I know 100%. Like I I I say it all the time to even when I'm working with teams, not even just individuals. I guess I say it more with the teams like, you know, if if I'm talking 
it does what I say is irrelevant if you don't listen. Mm-hmm. So I, I have people say like, Oh, thank you for what you do for my child. I'm like, I, I appreciate the thanks obviously. And, and it means a lot, but at the same time, if they don't listen and they don't put in the work, it doesn't really mean anything. So being, being a sponge is probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Now, when did that start for you? Being a sponge? Yeah. Oh, forever. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been obsessed with, with this game and just the process of, of life, I guess for a while now. And, my my dad kind of saw that in me before I think I even realized it. So he was pretty good in, in instilling that kind of um, work ethic into me and trusting the process and, you know, being torturing yourself in, in the nicest way possible. And um, when I worked at Playball, it was the same way. I was I was surrounded by so many people that have been there and done that. And I took everything they said and, you know, brought it into my life, figured out what worked for me, what didn't work for me. And now I kind of bring into my coaching. So yeah, being, I would, yeah, my whole life really. Right on, right on. If you could go back and play one game over again, what one is it? Oh, wow. Um, if I had to take a game back and replay it, it would be the Saturday afternoon game when we played New Zealand at Worlds in 2018. So we could have, you know, earned our spot into to getting a medal. Um, and then playing for fun would probably be the Saturday night game at the Rollings Cup against Newfoundland. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I actually had in my head that you were going to say that New Zealand game in 2018 for sure. Like, yeah, that, why not? That, <laughs> that, that hurt, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Do we have to? Oh, well, well, no, we don't have to talk about it. We'll just talk about the experience. Um, Absolutely coolest thing about living down in australia Ooh, coolest thing um uh, the weather is obviously a big one i uh, definitely love the weather um and the people man the people down there they're so they're so nice they're yeah. so relaxed the culture there is yeah i i really enjoyed the people i i didn't really have too much of a culture shock when i was down there but like the people are, they're like us, just way more calm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, the people down there are amazing. Yeah. Uh, one place in the world you'd love to visit? Oh, Italy. I'd live there yeah, if I could. Absolutely. I'm totally with you on that one, man. That place looks freaking sick. I have a whole Google Doc since I was 16 of a trip that I want to take when I get rich. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been my dream forever. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just looks amazing. And like everything about it, like not only, you know, the whole, the culture of it, but you know, the food, the, yeah, just the everything wine, about the it. Food, the views. Yeah. 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 Uh, where am I at here? Three more best games slash event you've ever seen live. Oh, that's a- I went to, I think it was game four of the Toronto Maple Leafs Boston Bruins playoff series. It was a, and it was a barn burner of a game too. I don't care. I forget what year it was. I would say it was the year that Toronto lost in the first round, but that's every year. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if it was game four, they probably won it. They just didn't win game yeah. five, six, and seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it was a good game because I actually, I think they were, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure they were down in the series and I think they had to come from behind win. And I'm not a Boston or a Toronto fan, but it was still pretty 
pretty electric, uh, yeah. pretty electric uh, feeling. No doubt, no doubt. Actually, sidebar here. Now, that you, since you live in Kitchener, do you get to uh, any Kitchener Rangers games? When I was a kid, it was like really, really cool to go to those games. So you're always trying to find tickets, and I had a, a bunch of friends and family that had season tickets, so mm-hmm. I did go a fair bit, but. I think I went to one about four months ago, but before then it would have been probably four or five years. Is that right? Yeah. I did go to the, me and my, my family did travel down to uh, Quebec when they were in the 2003 Memorial Cup. So we did, I was there for that. I was only four oh, wow. years old, but I was there, I guess. Yeah. I could say. Yeah. Now they used to have the old auditorium there. They got the new building now. Is that right? It's the same. They just renovated it. Oh, really? They just added, yeah, they just added more seats. Oh, cool. Man, I can remember yeah. seeing that back in the day saying, oh, man, that's a burn. <laughs> yeah. It's such a junior hockey barn. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah. That's the thing. Like you have a lot of, uh, like I find it crazy that the Rempar in Quebec are playing in an 18,000 seat arena, but you know what? They're getting over 14,000 people a game. So yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is, but I mean, if they, if they had a shitty team and they were getting, you know, three to 4,000, that would suck. Yeah. That's a, that's a bad visual. That's yeah. a bad look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two more here. Toughest pitcher you face so far in your career. <sighs> I can say, well, I'm obviously full cards. I'm definitely up there. Um, I've, I've, I've had a decent amount of success against him. Like I haven't hit any moon shots or anything, but I think he's kind of found my barrel a couple of times, which is nice. But pitcher I'm least comfortable against right now and has been for a while is Ryan French, actually. Oh, he's he's part he's, of the six man crew on the Stompers right now. Yeah, the <laughs> the almost pitcher per inning staff they have. <laughs> That's hope you never talked about it in the in the opener here. We're like, why does Niagara have six pitchers on their squad? For yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah, they got a good squad though. I will say that. Yeah, yeah they're all right. <laughs> yeah, they're all right. Yeah. Uh, last one here. Go to show to binge watch. Friends. Man, great show. I've watched it. 17 times <laughs> really yes you know it's minimum funny. minimum my wife and i got the the board game for christmas the the apartment one where they do the you know the, that episode where they have the game show for to see who gets oh, the yeah, apartment. Yeah. we got a game yeah, we yeah. got we got a board game that is like that and oh, it's, shit. It, it was it's awesome like if you if you I know friends go. yeah if you know oh. friends trust me it's the game for you might have to give it a go. Yeah, for sure, man. It's it. We had a lot of fun. We played it with the, another couple there on New Year's Eve, and you know, I got I got a fair share, right? I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, buddy, let's uh, let's get on to your career. Tell us uh, how you got your start in the game. Uh, well, my my parents definitely got stories of me kind of you know, basically coming out of the womb with a ball and a glove. Um, I was about two or three years old, we'd be outside my grandma's house and my dad would be throwing me a front toss and apparently I'd be hitting it across the road. I don't know, I think that might be a little bit of an over-exaggeration. But <laughs> <laughs> of course um, you were. <laughs> yeah, apparently, I don't know. But uh, yeah, just just your typical Southern Ontario kid, just you know, playing for my hometown, Kitchener. Um, won a couple of provincial championships with, with them when I was younger. Um, and then in 2014... Uh, I moved on to uh, my one of my buddies. His dad started the team and uh, invited me to come play there. And it was it was kind of time for me to to spread my roots a little bit. So I went to that team. That was the 
the Glenfell home run force. Um, played with them for a year. Came second at nationals. Um, they were a they were a one and done team. So then I ended up joining the team that we lost to in the final that year of, of Chepstow Lang Farm. Uh, played with them for three years. Got a, a gold and a silver at nationals with that squad. Um, and then moved on to junior with Nolan Sound. Right on, man. You just you just went through my whole. Uh my whole every question i had so uh i'm all right actually you're better (laughs) hey i will say this you're better than elsie did because (laughs) we asked elsie that question and and he was like he went from when he started in summerside to right to last ises and hopey and i were like well that was a good podcast (laughs) you know what i mean like nah just that's funny i mean i had to get that i had to get a shot in on elsie so um did your did your parents buy it all um, I don't, my, I think my dad played baseball when he was a kid. He was more, he was a hockey goalie. So he okay. was a big, big hockey guy. Yep. Um, but my, my mom's side is, was very much your, your typical Canadian family of ball in the summer and hockey in the winter. Um, my, my family's kind of riddled with, with athletes. So, um, and I had, I had an older brother and a cousin that's my age. So mm-hmm. there was no sitting down when, when I was a kid, we were playing other mini sticks or, or with a ball or whatever. So. Yeah, family's kind of been always a big impact on that yeah it's it's always beneficial when you you know you have you know the siblings and and the cousins that are the same age and you're able to do other things with them and it's you know you don't you don't see it as much today as you do mm-hmm. like even you know even seven eight years ago like People were being more active. I find now that, you know, with freaking iPhones and iPads and shit like that, it's just, you know, it's keeping people inactive and, and it sucks. Yeah. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. see it every day. Yeah. It's, it's, it's brutal. So, uh, it, I mean, did you have a love for it right away? Obviously. I mean, you, I mean, at that age, you probably wouldn't know when, when do you know, when did you find out, you know, this is something that I like that I absolutely love. I think it, I think it really clicked when I got to the the main camp of the the junior men's team. It was something that I don't know. It was just something that I always did. You know, I did it five days a week just because I loved it. But it, the passion and the fire really started then because I'm a I'm a massive world junior like hockey championship guy. Like Team Canada for anything is like was always like the end all be all for me. Like yep. it was always a massive goal. So it was something that I didn't really I wasn't too sure if it was ever gonna be realistic. But then when I made that camp at such a young age, I was like, you know what? Like, okay, if 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 he's gonna bring me to this camp at, at fifteen, then clearly, you know, I've done what I needed to do to get to this place. But now I know where I need to get to. So that's when the the fire kind of ignited un- underneath me. Right on, right on. Well let's uh Let's talk about that first midget nationals for you. Cause I know I can still remember mine vividly. It was out in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. And, and the thing for me, like, you know, getting to play Ontario, Saskatchewan, BC for the first time and being like, holy shit, these guys are good. Mm. You know, what do you recall about yours? My first nationals was actually in, in Bantam. Cause I think that was the first time that they made that made Bantam. Yeah, it was. Oh, they, oh, that's right too. Yes. That's right too. So you would have, yeah. The first Bantam Nationals was in Fredericton. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Either way. I mean, still you're playing from playing teams across the country. I mean, it's the same thing. (laughs) 
yeah. It was it was uh, really eye opening. Like it was, it's you know, it's it's a challenge kind of getting out of Ontario in the first place, but then getting the the experience of you know facing everybody from across the country. Really, kind of you get to um, really set up you know the the matchups and compare yourself to the rest of the country at that age. So them them changing it to to bantam, I think was a really good idea to kind of give the kids a, a taste of it. Uh, a little bit younger, a little extra experience. Absolutely. And I mean, you just mentioned about getting on out of Ontario and, you know, we've talked to guys obviously from there that have mentioned it. I mean, for you personally, once you get out of Ontario, does it almost seem like, yes, we've made it out of here. The rest, you know, even though we're playing the rest of the country, it, you know, you're looking at it like it's not as hard really. I, I, I know it is, but, I mean, from a mental standpoint. Yeah, it's the way that I would kind of describe it is, you know, getting out of Ontario at that at that age group was was such a was such a heavy emotional toll to just get there. So the the relief of of winning and qualifying for that compared to winning nationals is it's not the same, but it's pretty close compared to, you know, like a team getting from Nova Scotia, for example, right? Like there's only a couple teams and usually like, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Didn't they, don't they usually just send like a provincial team? Yes, usually, man, we, don't, we don't compete for yeah. it. We just go like, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, us getting to that, you know, we can't even like book our flights until like a month, a month and a half beforehand. Cause we don't even know if we're going. So getting there, there's so much excitement just to get there in the first place. But mm. then you're like, Oh shit, we gotta do this all over again. Like, yeah. We gotta beat them again. But the thing is that, but the thing is, I think that's a benefit for you guys because, yeah. you know, you're, you're going through all that, that competition to get there. You're already in that mode of, you got to play at your highest level by the time you get to nationals. And like for us, for example, like us, New Brunswick, PEI, teams like that, like we automatically go and we haven't faced that competition yet. And you guys are already you know, four steps ahead of us. Realistically, that's, I mean, that's just what, how I feel. Oh, hundred percent. Like we, we know exactly what we're going to be facing when we get down there. Like mm. we've, we've already played 15 to 20 high, highly competitive games at that point. So we don't really have an excuse to come out flat. Like mm. we know what we need. So. Yep. Yep. For sure. So 2017, you captured the midget national title. Where was that at? That was in PI. Oh, nice. Nice. Along with the top batter, MVP at third base, how uh, how cool was that experience for you? Uh, finally getting that one, man, it felt so good. Um, it's so cliche, but nothing's like the first one. Yeah. Like winning the first one is, especially with that group of people, man. Like those those are my brothers and those are my best friends, and um, just that was it. In in my life, that was a team that I think I've been the most confident playing on. Mm-hmm. Like we were just, we were so close off the, off the diamond and then, and on the diamond, like I trusted everybody so much. Like we, we ran through that tournament, man. Like it was, it was incredible how well we played that week. And I mean, I talk about it all the time on here and I'm a big proponent of team chemistry. You know what I mean? Like team chemistry is frigging huge. And like you said, you guys were so close. And I mean, would you agree with me? Like team chemistry is one of those things that you definitely need to win championships. 
Oh, 100%. I played on I played on some good teams that didn't play very well because there might have been a little little animosity or a little bit of tension and I even see it with, you know, some of the teams that I I help coach where I see the girls that are close and I see the girls that kind of can ruin the environment, I guess, and it it takes a toll, man. And yeah. when you're when you do that for a season long and then, you know, drama happens and she said this and he said that and I, I'm a yeah I'm a, I say it all the time like you don't need to be the most skilled but you guys need to be playing as a group and I, I've seen teams with you know you know players you've never heard of playing and winning championships because they're so close and they beat teams with guys and girls that are like really good but their egos take over or whatever but mm. no I the the team environment is, to me is probably top three most important things when you're trying to build a championship winning team. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now that same summer you'd be named to the Canadian junior national team. Actually, I want to, I want to rewind about three years here. Cause didn't you went to the camp as a 15 year old? Did you not? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Like that had to be as a 15 year old. What was that like? I mean, cause you're there with, <laughs> guys that are like four years five years older than you yeah it was an eye-opener <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> no doubt yeah yeah no it doubt. was uh it was such a great learning experience though like i got to learn from those guys and pick up you know their tendencies and you know how they got to where they got to where they got to sorry and um being able to pick the coach's brain and kind of create that create that bond and that relationship with the, that coaching staff so the next turnaround you know my name on that sheet would kind of pop out to them quick and mm-hmm. um yeah no that was i unfortunately went into that camp with a concussion so that didn't help but i mean being that young i you know the yeah. odds of me making that team are pretty slim and the other 16 or 15 16 year olds that i was going up against were very very skilled so not saying even if i didn't have it i would have would have made it but you know, everything happens for a reason. And that was, uh, yeah, that I, when I think back on, you know, turning points in my life, I think getting cut from that team was, was a major one. Yeah. What now was, was Tommy coaching that team? Tommy just said, yeah, he was. Yeah, he, yeah, he did. What a beauty, man. I love yeah, that guy. He was, he was a character, man. He yeah. was a character. Yeah. Nothing but respect for, for coach Tommy just said, yeah. I had him in 97 Canada games. And I mean, you know, rest in peace he was he was man such a great guy such a great motivator yeah he yeah he that's a good way to put it man he just knew what to say all every time he yeah. just knew what to say yep yeah always yeah and you know at the time at, you know it's funny i can remember like thinking back at the time i was like man he's so what's the word like i felt like he was talking beneath us at the time then a couple of years later, I'm like, man, he was so bang on, you know, as, as I matured a little bit, I'm like, he was so right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So 2018, you get named to the team. What, uh, what was it like getting a call that, uh, you'd be wearing the red and white? Oh, uh, surreal. I mean, like I said before, I'm a big team Canada guy, like any sport. It's, I, I just look up to all those guys and all the, all the girls I play for, that gets to wear Canada across their chest. So kind of getting the call that, you know, that was going to be me for the first time was, uh, that was definitely the best phone call I've ever received. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, Frank, well, I mean, especially the fact that you got to play on home soil in Prince Albert. I mean, that, uh, I mean, it wasn't the way you wanted to end it, but I mean, that experience alone had to be amazing. Yeah. The best way that I can describe it, man, was 
it, we were celebrities. Like it, it was insane. Like we had media days, people coming up to us on the street in, in at the malls, like autographs everywhere. Like I truly felt like a celebrity down there. It was, they embraced you like crazy. The support was ridiculous. I've never even dreamt of playing in front of that many people in my life. Um, they, it's so good that Prince Albert's such a great place to have it because everybody around that area is so in love with the game and they mm-hmm. support they support the team like crazy. It was man, it was by far the best atmosphere I've ever played in in my life. Yeah, no, I mean we were, of course, we were following along like close because Bubba and, and Roe were on the team as well. I mean, and just you know seeing the whole atmosphere of of Prince Albert and you know you guys would be get a hit and it would just go nuts it was it was awesome to see you know especially from the live feed so i couldn't imagine when it was there like live yeah it was the round robin game that we played new zealand um they ran out of physical tickets to sell so they had to start selling the sunday championship tickets just so people could get back in and then they had to reprint more because they ran out of tickets. Like I wow. heard there was, yeah, there was rumors going around that there was like 10, 12,000 people at that game. Like it was, dude, it was insane. Wow. So, I mean, for you yeah. on the field, what was it like, you know, for you looking up and seeing that many people? I mean, a lot of people, you know, you got to be a, from a mental standpoint, you got to be on top of your game to be playing in front of that many people. Right. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, I don't know, pressure is a privilege. So, you know, being on that, being on that diamond at that moment, you know, was, I I tried to take it at more as a privilege. And the only way I can describe it is the more people that came in, the more comfortable and more locked in I got because the more support we had. Um, There was, I remember there was a, I think there was like a broken bat in the, in the seventh inning or something. And, Anyways, there was a little timeout. Guy was getting a new bat, and that was the moment that I, I kind of took my glove off, put it on my head, and did a little, did a little circle, and just kind of took it all in for a sec because mm-hmm. I just I could I couldn't believe it. Like there was a you know a, like a snow fence, well not a snow yep. fence. It was like that orange yeah, fence. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. That, yeah, in the outfield there, and that you could see at all times, but that night you couldn't see it because there was too many people. Like I, I truly couldn't see anything other than people. It was wow. It was so loud. I remember. I think it was in the second or third inning or something. There was bases loaded with. I think there was one out, and I remember I got a. I hit a single, and I remember just kind of, you know, obviously I was pretty fired up, but I remember the Quinn or Mark Quinn was on first base, and he he told me he was like, take a look around. And when I did, like, I got like chills because I don't know when you're locked in, you kind of get out of the, you get, you're just locked in yep. between the lines. You don't fully understand what's going on at that moment, but he was, it was very mature and professional of him to kind of let me have that moment of, you know, saying, Hey, like, look what you just did. And kind, that's, like, that's the kind of guy oh, Quinner sure. <laughs> is. That's the kind of guy Quinner yeah. is though. I mean, that's, you know, that's yeah. awesome of him to, you know, recognize that and, you know, take you out of that you know, game mode moment to let you experience that. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So 2019, you get your first ISC experience with the uh, Neth River. Um, how was that for an eye opener? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, being from, being from Kitchener, I, I've been able to watch a lot of high level ball and been able to see it, but being on the field and being part of the, 
you know, the players side of it all is, is completely different. Um, mm. It was it was really awesome to be a part of, especially being a part of that group. It was it was an unbelievable experience. Now, where was that one at? I'm, trying, I'm going through my uh, list in my head. Circle Tap. Oh man, what a place to go for your first <laughs> one! Yeah, it was pretty dope. Oh, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. No doubt, no yeah. doubt. So, uh, for you, what was the biggest thing that you took away from that tournament? Do you figure? Oof, just that everybody was right and there's another level that you haven't even seen yet. Yeah. And it, it's true, man. Like when you're, if you're making a list of, you know, the top, I mean, now, now it's a little bit different. Like you, you guys have chatted about it, how it's, you know, getting, becoming very competitive, but for a while there, it wasn't like there was like three or four teams that even really had a chance. And the difference between the top five teams and then the, the rest of the pack was like yep. night and day. Um, so I think obviously a lot of other people recognize that as well and started working a little bit harder because yeah, like you, like we've been talking about the competitiveness at the ICs is growing exponentially. Yeah. I mean, it, it was the gremlins and Hill for, yeah, you know, a lot of years there. And, and now last year, six or seven teams could have easily won that. And I mean, looking ahead for this year, I mean, again, it's even, and Hope you and I talked about this in in the openers. I mean, they announced today that uh, you know the Japanese guys coming over to play with San Antonio. Like, I can't yeah, remember right. a Japanese player ever coming over to play in the ISCs. So yeah, I mean that's huge. Yeah, that's, that shows the growth and that everybody's trying to gain that extra competitive edge because everybody's getting some goddamn good. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's the best thing for the game. That's the best thing 100%. for the game. Yeah. 100%. Um, now you went down to Australia a few months after that summer, wasn't it? After that ISCs? Yes. Yeah. So how did, uh, how'd that all come about anyway? Um, I had some, I had some friends go down two winters before then. And then another one of my buddies went down there. I think the winter before me, um, it was something that, you know, I kind of always wanted to do and I've always been a big travel nut. Like I've always wanted to travel the world and do all these crazy cool things and, um, had, had some chats with them and, you know, they didn't, there was nothing bad to say. They said it was just, it'll, it'll be the best experience you'll ever have. It's life changing, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. And then one day it kind of just happened. I, you know, I got the, the billets information and I sent her a message and it was pretty, it was pretty quick, man. I was just like, Hey, like I'm interested in coming. She was like, okay, when do you want to come? I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> well, this is when I can come, but I can only get three months off of work. And she's like, ah, okay. And then she was like, yeah, uh, no worries, mate. You'll be all right. <laughs> like, yeah, oh. Of course, no worries, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, six. So I'm booking my flight then. She's like, yeah, let me know when you land. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess I'm going. So about two or three weeks, I two or three weeks later, I booked my flight, and a couple of my a couple of my buddies from Ellen Sound actually came and tagged along with me. So. Um, it was, man, if anybody listening ever wants to do it, just, just do it. Like, don't stop. Don't even think, just book it and go. It's unbelievable. Where were you at? I was in Canberra. Oh, okay. Okay. Right on. Nice. So did you, would you have got to play in the, you know, their, like their nationals or is there, their their states, aren't they? They're like they're yeah, there's yeah, the, the state national championship or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Hopefully I didn't butcher hopefully I didn't butcher that. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to play um, in that? It, 
Yeah, it was uh, it was a weird winter, man, because that was when the whole country was engulfed in flames. So oh was, uh, shit, that's right. Yeah, it was it was a weird one. You know, when when I got down there, I think I played four or five league games, and then you know shit kind of hit the fan. And um, yeah, like I was living in Canberra, and it was at for about two or three days in a row, it was the most air polluted city in the world. It was literally oh my gosh. orange. It was orange outside, like the sun was a haze, but there was no clouds in the sky. Like it was, it was illegal to go outside. Like you had to have like, I think the M2 mask or whatever it's called. Like you had to, if you went outside, you had to have a mask on or else like, like it was, it was awful. So you were in quarantine before quarantine was a thing. (laughs) Yeah. I had a little, uh, had a little tester there and how that actually starts to feel. Yeah. And then it was what, three months later that COVID. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I had a little practice of isolation there. Man. Learned how to talk to myself pretty good. No doubt. No doubt. Man, so that's crazy, actually. If you, you know, if you look back on that and think about it, I mean, you know, who knew a pandemic was going to hit? But you're like, hey, I, I've been through this. I'm all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's a pandemic? I just swapped fires. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, when the pandemic did hit, how, how was that for you? Because, I mean, didn't you start your program like two months prior to that happening? Yeah, as soon as I got home, yeah, I was just about to kickstart it, and then it all kind of happened. Right? How was like that? Had to be tough, was it? Yeah, dude, it was pretty awful. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it was not even just like for ball and everything. Like even like mentally. Like, yeah. I was my my 2019 year. I felt myself burning out. Mm-hmm. Um, losing losing passion because it was like so enriched in my life for so long and it was just like I worked at a baseball facility and when I wasn't doing that I was training like there was there was no in between there was no so I was I was pretty burnt out and then you know I went to Oz so like I didn't have a winter off I just went to Oz and I came home and then I got the promotion I'm like okay well here we are and then when COVID hit and uh, I got like you know the whole world was on pause I kind of I was fully ingrained in the burnout at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't touch a glove, didn't want to play. Like I was completely like I was done. Like I told my dad so many times, like I'm retiring, like I'm playing myself on eBay. I'm done. Wow. I don't want to play. Yeah. And then um, when the, cause there was always rumors going around that, you know, that U23 division was going to get made. And then there's old Candace on sending a team. Um, and then when they announced that they were going to send one, I was again in the middle of that burnout. Um, and I saw the post and I didn't even get excited. I'm not going to lie to you. Right. And then, I, and then I woke up the next day and I said, you know what? If I wake up one day in August and I'm either not on that list or didn't try, I'm going to hate myself forever. Mm. So I kind of just told my dad, I'm like, all right, just we're going like start training again. And then once I got around my buddies again, the whole fire kind of ignited back to when I was 15. So yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. My burnout kind of happened at the perfect time, I guess. Yeah, really. I guess it would. I mean, when you can't really do anything, that's the best time to have it, right? Like yeah, just, exactly. Because there's nothing else going going on and, you know, progressing ahead of you. So, I mean, why not have it when uh, when there's a pandemic going on? No. Yeah. Did you guys get to have any sort of a season up there in 2020? <laughs> like, like, like just even local. Because, <laughs> I mean, we, we were lucky. Really, enough, no. We were lucky enough down here. We got to, we started our, shooters league like at the end of july and we went till god the end of september we actually got a season in which we can't believe we did man it was a it's a blur now i want to say i played seven games 
Wow. Well, yeah. Well, that you know what though that that's one of those things that helped you recharge the batteries, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, twenty twenty one hits. Can you, uh, you know, you got recharged everything. Can you remember what the uh, expectations were heading into that season? Because I'm trying to remember remember when they said there was going to be no senior Nats that year, like, and they're going to have the Rawlings Grand Slam. So, I mean, I remember a lot of guys' plans were up in the air. Can you can you remember your timeline? Yeah, you know, again, it was a weird one. It was it was weird, you know, being like kind of being competitive but then not knowing if we were going to be able to continue it was that that part was a little exhausting and kind of frustrating mm. um but once that rollings grand slam got announced it was we kind of kicked her into full gear and the competitive uses were flowing pretty hard yeah let's talk about it because i mean first how awesome was it to get back in that environment again you know having guys from across the country back in one place yeah that was that was one of those moments where I was like, thank God I pushed myself to get back into this game. Cause I would have been very upset if I wasn't there. Cause that was one of the, mm. it was a very exhausting week and it, it was, it was a lot of games and everything, but it was probably one of the best uh, five, six days of my life. It was awesome. Yeah. No doubt. Cause I mean, it was such an awesome event because you had the U 23 and the seniors all in one spot. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. And I had a front row seat to both cause I played in both divisions. So I was, I was at the diamond like all day. I got to see everything that would happen. It was, it was awesome. Oh, you got to play in both. Who, who were you with in the senior? Uh, Nith River. Oh, that's right too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Man, yeah. that's a, that's a lot of ball for you. Oh, uh, it was, it was insane. You're I like, played, screw it. Like, I had the time um, off. I'm good. Let's play again. <laughs> yeah. I think I played <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I think I played four games a day up until Saturday, and then I played three on Saturday and then one on Sunday. Yeah. So U23, you were with Owen Sound, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. yeah. So, I mean, how awesome was that, you know, winning the whole thing? Because, freak, I mean, <laughs> pretty sick getting back to roll and have a big win like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that that week, man, was was crazy because, you know, we, we lost the first game of the tournament to, to Sask, and um, it, it – lit a fire underneath all of our asses because we're like you know this is not who we are we didn't play you know the way that we should have and i'm not taking anything away from south or obviously a great team like mm. they, they beat us that day we didn't we didn't just like lose or beat ourselves like they beat us um but it, it lit that fire and ever since like that moment like we got back to the hotel and it was i don't know like it was once we left the diamond it was over and done with nobody carried it with them and we yep. just were so locked in we're like we're not losing another game like enough's enough like <laughs> we're not losing decision made we're not losing and then we didn't and we kind of steamrolled from there and again there's some of my best friends not just in ball but in life were, were on that team so it was yeah. a very special experience now you guys played the noofs in the finals didn't you yes bar yeah that and that's that's funny i mean I mean, the aura with the senior team, I mean, you guys going yeah. in that final with the, against the noose, you, was there a little thing in the back of your head saying, oh shit, it's the noose. Cause I mean, they, like David they, they had Pomeroy stack guys like that. I mean, they're a good team. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a team that again, like I've played them every year at national since Bantam and they were a team that always gave us a run and they, you know, they would beat us a couple of times and, and, you know, just adding, adding Bubba to their pitching staff just made them that much better. Um, so no, they were, they were good, man. <laughs> they were, they were good. Yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely, it was a great final. I mean, I mean, scored wasn't indicative of, of the finals, but, uh, it was good. It was, it was fun to watch. I know that from, from the live stream anyway. 
uh what do we got what do we got coming up now oh, yeah so uh yeah it was it was beautiful man it was oh sorry go ahead oh sorry i lost you there for a second oh okay no i i was just saying i about the the live stream was it was fun to watch it, it really was like both both the u23s and the and the senior it it was one of those things where we're you know it was almost like the pandemic's over because everything's kind of getting back yeah. to normal you know what i mean yeah, that's a good way to put it. It was the the happiness of being back and kind of the relief that, the, you know, this is finally all over. It was, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. So this past season, you suit up with uh, Grand Prairie at the ISCs, back in the ISCs. How was it uh, playing with the, that group of guys? That was, it was awesome, you know, being surrounded by um, some, you know, some of the Team Canada members and just, and just veterans of the game was, was so key. I, I learned so much that week just about myself in general, but also just about the game and how to really operate the ISC week and, and everything. It was, I'm, I'm very grateful to, you know, to be a part of that organization. Yeah. So I, ma- I imagine you would have had a little different mindset than, uh, than you had back in 2019 going into that. Yeah, I was I was definitely prepared for what was well to come. There's no easy games that week, and the schedule is is something that you got to learn how to, to operate. And um, and you know, being part of you know a really good team, it was um, I was excited for what that week was going to offer. No doubt. So, how did you guys end up anyway? I'm trying to. I'm usually right up to date on my things, but uh, seventh, like tied for seventh, with Hill or shit, something man, like that. top ten top 10 yeah can't go wrong with top 10 no it was it was a good week man i was i was really it was awesome to to be a part of that um playing a little bit and, and even just being on the bench man i was yeah. i was just so happy to just be a part of all that it was it was awesome it's it's you know it's how everybody kind of describes it is you know you you play for for a you know a starter team and then you work your way to a mm-hmm. big boy team sitting on the bench and learning and then hopefully in the next couple of years here i can be one of those guys that's on the on the diamond day today another instance of uh being a sponge right yo seriously like yeah. <laughs> i th- <laughs> hunts probably hates me i was talking so much to him man <laughs> that's the end and and, and and pat and patty too like i was just <laughs> talking to him so much and zippy was my roommate that week too so i was probably just annoying the shit oh, i'm asking all the questions <laughs> whatever <laughs> this goddamn kid come on yeah uh. shot that's, oh, that's awesome. That's all. Hey, man. You know what? I guarantee you, they appreciate it for sure. Oh uh, yeah, Hunt's actually pulled me aside after, and we had a we had a pretty good chat. So yeah, yeah, he was he was awesome. Hunt's is awesome. He was down here in uh, trying to remember when he lived down here. Twenty eleven season. I forget when it was. Twenty ten or twenty eleven. He was he lived down here when uh, he played with Nova Scotia and the juniors when they were hosting. So I I got I got to know Hunt's pretty good, and and what a guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's a beauty. Yeah. Um, so talk about uh, getting to compete at Senior Nats this past uh, this summer. How big was that uh, for for the guys getting to see all that uh, top-level talent as a team? Because, I mean, of course, you guys were there as the U23 team. Yeah, it was it was weird because it was we were kind of a last-minute addition. Right. And, and the, the, the majority of us were – with the majority of the the guys that were on the U twenty three team were already committed to some teams, so it was kind of like a, it was half of our half the roster and half like a, a development roster. That's um, right too. That's it was right. yeah, yeah. It was really awesome to get down there, man. I was I always wanted to go to Newfoundland. I've always wanted to compete in the senior nationals, so it was kind of a, a double whammy to 
you know, experience both of those. And also at the same time, you're wearing Canada across your chest again. So there was, it was a really special experience. Yeah. Especially the, the before the tournament even started, you guys played the exhibition game against Souk and, and then the, you know, guys from the senior team at, uh, well, at Lions. We, that, we played a well, yeah. <laughs> we played a game against Souk and then the men's <laughs> national team had to practice against us. That's right too. I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> we I shit I, I I stayed for the Souk game. I watched the Souk game. That was awesome. That was a great game. But uh, yeah, when we got back to the hotel and we were checking in on the, thing, we're like, oh, okay. Well, the, the boys are getting a, a little wake up call from the from the older guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, seriously, that 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 had to be pretty cool. Cause I mean, there was a huge crowd there watching that. Yeah. Yeah. There was uh there. And one of the special things too, is there was a whole bunch of kids there too. Yes. So and that's the main they thing. Were, they were right. This, yes, exactly. That was, I think that was a major component to, you know, what that game was for, um, for, for those Avalon wave kids to be there. The, those shirts were everywhere and they were right beside our dugouts. And we were just, I think I, I sat the second half of that scene. No, I think I sat the whole, yeah, because I started the first game, so I sat the second game, and I was just sitting there, just kind of playing catch with some of the kids, and just <laughs> they, mm-hmm. I think the the can the canteen had a whole bunch of chips left, and they were just handing them out, and I had about like six or seven bags of chips in my pocket at one time. <laughs> I didn't want I didn't want to say no to any of the kids that were giving me chips. Yeah, you know? okay, I guess I got snacks for the rest of the week. <laughs> That's like, good, I'm good, good for the hotel, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Save a couple dollars. But, yeah, yeah, I know that was a good experience, man. I, I, if I was a kid, I would have been just in awe being there yeah i was in awe playing let alone if i was a kid and i mean that that whole week i mean thing is with st john's with newfoundland they they put on such a great show there and and uh, the people there are you know a1 it's it was such an awesome week yeah you can't really ask for much better of a of an atmosphere in a city to kind of host a, Mm. a canadian men's uh national championship it was I, I don't really have much uh, much bad to say, really. <laughs> did, awesome. uh, did you get down to George Street? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't it, uh, you know what's funny? The first time I ever experienced George Street was 2007 Nats. That was, yeah, 2007. And I remember my I stepped foot on George Street and I was like, this is heaven on earth. Like, <laughs> what is going on here? Like, why doesn't ever, any other city have this? But, I man, know. it's so awesome. It's. I stepped on the lane and I got drunk all of a sudden, like right away. <laughs> like it was. It was uh, that whole night unfolded perfectly. Like the group that I went out with, like we were, we were just kind of like it was all of our first times being down there. So we were just walking around, and then mm-hmm. there was this one, there was this one bar that was like upstairs that I don't know. The lights were flashing like crazy, and we walked up, and they're like, "Oh, we're not open yet. We're open in ten minutes." Like, oh, let's just stay here and give it a shot. And then we didn't. We we stayed there the whole night. <laughs> And all of a sudden, it was like 3 a.m. We're like, oh. <laughs> and some of the boys had flights at 6. So, Oh, <laughs> wow. Holy fuck. Yeah, I, I sent a couple boys home in a cab that night that don't remember getting to the airport. <laughs> I've been there, done that. I, I know, if you're going to do it, you better do it. Exactly. I know how they feel. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about what's coming up. I mean, they released the schedule today for uh, U23 World Cup in Argentina. How pumped are you to get this thing rolling on april 15th dude seeing that schedule finally like this has been in the works for like two two and a half years like just mm. finally seeing the schedule having dates having just like flight information having practice information like this is finally happening like i'm 
excited is beyond yeah. understatement. Like it's fine. It, it's partially relief too. It's just like I've been in my head, like keeping myself hyped for so long. Like, oh, it's when it's going to happen then, and then it doesn't. And like, mm-hmm. oh, here are the dates, and it gets canceled. And here's the dates, and Argentina pulls out. It's like, what's going on? And then, yeah, just I'm pumped for it to, to you know, finally be happening and, and leaving in about three, four weeks here. Yeah. So, I mean, that atmosphere is going to be ridiculous down there. Cause I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you, <laughs> you saw it with, uh, like, when was it? When was the other. That was last April, right? Was it last when or Team Canada was March-ish. down there? When the, when yeah, the March, April-ish. Yeah, yeah, that's when yeah. it was, like, that atmosphere they played in front of, that was insane. So, I mean, you know, looking ahead for you guys, I'm probably expecting the same thing. That must be, you know, pretty awesome to be thinking about. Yeah, well, I Tyler Paul I comes and practices with us um, usually every Saturday, so we were, I was kind of picking his brain on how it is, and he's like, I could I can tell you how it is, but you're not gonna be able to prepare for it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's true. mental. He's like, just prepare yourself as best as possible. They're gonna be loud. They're gonna be in your face. They're gonna be in your ear. Just, but they're they're doing that because they know that you can win. So mm-hmm. just take that as as some fire. And yeah, no, I'm I'm really looking forward to that experience. It's gonna be once in a lifetime. Absolutely. Who who's the uh, WBSC team that's on the schedule? Um. Oh, I just heard the other day. So I was, I I was going through. Though. I was like, I was like, who is this team? Who is it? I forget. I can definitely find out for you, but I don't. I do forget. Well, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure I can find out too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I have a few connections. Thank God for Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's funny the like it, the U. I see the U.S. isn't there, and yeah. I was just trying to go through countries that weren't there and I was trying, you know, you know what I mean? Just trying to put one and one together and I couldn't come up. But anyway, hey, I digress. I'll figure it out <laughs> by the time this is released. And you know what? Okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in the intro when I record this on Sunday. So um, It's going to come to me when we hang up. Oh, yeah. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So how uh, how do you personally think things look for the for the squad going into it? Man, we, we got all the tools. We do. We got all the tools. We got depth in the pitching. Um, I know we can hit. You know, our our defense. I think is you know for our age group is definitely top of you know top of the world. But um, you know, it's it, it's always there's always that lingering feeling of you know we're playing this kind of level of the ball in April when everybody's been in midseason form. So it, I'd be lying to you if, if I said that part wasn't lingering. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm very co- I'm very confident in all the boys and in, in their in their preparation to you know be be ready for that. So that's not going to be an issue. Right. So when do you guys leave? Um, April seventh. Yeah. Okay. Good, good Friday. Yeah. Good Friday. So you guys are gonna get some uh, pre games in. Yeah, we actually play. I think we played two double headers against the U twenty three USA team, which will be be a good tune up. Okay. So I mean that'll. That'll get you guys going anyway. At least you'll, uh, you're not going blind into it, which is, which is always yeah. a good thing, right? Yeah, that helps. I yeah. think we got a couple of exhibition games when we get in Argentina as well. So, oh, okay. Perfect. We'll get about six, six real games. And I'm sure we'll get some interscore games in too. So, right on. Perfect. So, uh, before we get to player association, I get to, uh, f- for you personally, what's, uh, what are some of the short and long term goals you have? Well, Sword is definitely coming home with a with a medal. That's for sure. Yeah, makes sense. And <laughs> gold, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and just 
you know, this, this season upcoming, just making sure, you know, I'm, I'm taking one step forward in the, in, in the IC. You know, this is my first year at a junior. So, um, you know, I'm fully ingrained in the men's game now. So hopefully I can kind of take what I've, I've learned throughout my, my minor career and what I've been able to, you know, be surrounded by in the men's game and kind of, again, just take that, that one step forward and start to really prove myself in the, in the ICs and um, hopefully make a, make a push for the senior men's team one day. Right on, right on. Well, Let's do player association. I'm gonna throw out some names. I'm gonna throw out some names to you. Um, you have a story? Let her fly. Some you may not have a story, but I, I still want to hear your uh, your thoughts on them. So that's a okay. little, that's a little tune up. Uh, <laughs> first one, Isaiah Whetstone. Oh, handsome Mike! <laughs> <laughs> I love the shit out of that guy. Um, he that's actually handsome Mike. What? Hand- Look at him. Okay. <laughs> Everybody calls him handsome Mike. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, he uh, he actually works for me. He's a, he's an instructor for me. I was just with him today, actually. And we were, I, he said, are you going home? I said, yeah, I'm actually recording the podcast. So he, he'll be listening to this one. So I can't oh, speak too bad about him. No, <laughs> no he's uh man. If you're talking about uh, a gamer and just a freak athlete, it's, it's him, man. And, if you're talking about, you know, some of the nicest guys in the ISC circuit and just really in, in life, you're not really going to find somebody better than, better than Ike. Right on. Perfect. Uh, Johnny Baker. John boy. Uh, again, just a guy that he would do anything for you. Like even, you know, even starting in the new year when I was, I got cleared to, to squad again. And I, I, the gym was like, because <laughs> everybody's trying to be a hero and lose all this weight. So I had no, had no place to go because there was just so anyways he's got a he's got a gym in his garage so he he let me go there twice a week and you know i i i looked up to him when i was a kid because you know he's mm. he's a little bit older than me and he was on the junior the junior men's team and on team ontario and um i'm, I'm really close with that whole baker family and you know johnny is just uh again you're not going to find anybody better than him and and he's just so good for this game just starting the starting the the senior league here and just doing such a great job at South Ontario. Um, you know, this game would be, be very different right now if it wasn't for him. Right on. Yeah. Uh, I'm throwing a curveball on this one, but I, uh, I, I, I know you uh, appreciate, oh God. appreciate the talent. Sis Bates. Oh God. The love. <laughs> Unreal. eh? She, dude. <laughs> I, the amount of times that I use her as an example with, with the girls is ridiculous. Like, the, just the way she is as a person and the way she plays like mm-hmm. she's she's everything that any woman should want to be in my opinion she's just she's the best man like i <laughs> there's if you if you can find somebody that has something bad to say about sis face and that person's an idiot <laughs> i agree 100 percent. and and know, i am so jealous that you got to talk to her it she's was sick awesome. i was so pumped for that like the funny the, the lead up to it was you know you know i send messages out to to you know see if you want to come on when she responded and said yes i was like oh hell yeah here we go because <laughs> man i've never seen anybody field like she fields and you know i've seen a lot of good players and i'm talking male and female she is ridiculous yeah i i describe her as the the female version of Derek jeter in my opinion like yeah. how i looked up to to Derek. 
knows how he often, and even just women in general, they should kind of compare themselves to, to her as well. Yeah. 100%, man. 100%. She's, if there was a gold glove for, you know, for any year, she would get it every single year. Oh, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. She's nasty. Yeah. Uh, two more here. A guy that, you know, you got to shoot a commercial with and, and we know him well here. <laughs> Steve Malali. Oh, you said his name. I know. Hey, I hey, um, hope he's not here. I'm, I'm, I'm allowed. True. True. Um, man, if you're, if you're talking about role models too, yeah. um, you know, he, he kind of paved the way for, for a lot of kids. Uh, he was, he's, I kind of hold him kind of accountable for, you know, who I am. Cause I went to so many of his, his camps that he had with, with LZ and he was just an absolute beauty and, you know, took me in and we did some, some lessons together and, he really gave me a, a competitive edge at a, at a young age. And he's, you know, it's being around the ballpark. He was a lot of the, the, the men's players and especially the men's national team players. When the young kids are around, sometimes they can kind of rub you the wrong way. They don't mean to, but mm -hmm. he was always one that would come up to me and, you know, shake my hand and, and chat to me or, you know, buy me a beer at the, the gardens at the, at any kind of tournament. Mm -hmm. He's been, yeah, he's been very influential in my life. Yeah, and a lot of others. Yeah. Yeah. And last but not least, you just mentioned him, Jeff Ellsworth. Wow. You're yeah. going to say all good things, right? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I can find something. <laughs> no, he uh, having him as a coach was, was a privilege, man. He was... The, the thing that I really respected about him as a coach was, you know... I know how difficult it could be to, you know, be in charge of 17, you know, mm. 19 year old kids. Um, and he was so like, you just wanted him to like you and respect you so much that you did whatever the hell he asked you to do. Um, the one thing I can, I can think of the most was, you know, he didn't, he didn't even give us a curfew. And he said, I'm going to know if you stayed up till 5 a.m. playing Fortnite. And if you're willing to stay up till 5 a.m. to play Fortnite and not be ready to play for your country, then you shouldn't be here anyways. Yeah, and true. everybody in that, and everybody in that circle was like, I was like ready to run through a wall. I'm like, I'm going to bed at seven now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And he was not a lot of people, especially, you know, the older coaches that didn't really understand the knowledge that I had at that point, not about like not being like conceited, just like no, me knowing right. who I am yep. because of, you know, the, the people I had around me and, you know, what my job was at the time. Like mm -hmm. I knew what I did wrong before anybody else could tell me. Right. And he knew that. So there was a moment in a game that, we just had this moment where he looked at me and he made a motion. I'm like, yeah, that's what I did wrong. And then he just laughed, winked. And then I hit a double in the gap. And when I got to the bench, we just had this like mutual nod of respect. And th I don't know, that moment to me sticks out so much because for a man of his stature to trust me to just do that and to have that kind of conversation just telepathically, I guess. Yeah was was awesome and obviously he's just an absolute legend of the game and a role model for for everybody 
100%. Absolutely great way to end this podcast. Dallas, listen, man, I got to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule because I know how freaking busy it is to come on the podcast and, you know, have a chat. And man, that's been awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's an absolute pleasure to be on. Big fan of the show. So appreciate thank it. You for having me. Appreciate it. Listen, not, go get gold. Okay. Go get gold. Bring it back. And, uh, you know, can't wait to uh, talk to you again. Yeah, sounds good, man. Thank All right. you. Take care. See ya. Downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted? Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902 499 5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902 902- 499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.